Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Nothing. Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. For all of us. Start right. It's a victory Monday. For all of us. All right. I'll take it. I had a victory Friday, but uh, I guess is your last win. You keep celebrating it. So victory Mondays all around here for the Draft Dudes podcast. Didn't think that was going to happen this year, but the stars aligned. And um, speaking of stars aligning, if you feel good about something, if you feel good about a bet, you want to lay down some cash on something happened in the world of sports, could be the NFL, could be college football, NBA, college hoops, NHL, UFC, boxing. They even have your favorite Vegas casino games. Head on over to betonline.ag. It is the number one spot to place all your bets and we got a deal for you. Use our promo code, sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with our promo code, which is BLEAV. That's B L E A V. Kyle, I bet you didn't know this, but Bet Online is where the game, game starts. starts. That's true. What's up, man? How are we doing? Good. <laughs> I'm great. I'm feeling good. I know Chris is feeling good. Chris is feeling especially good because. Um, I walked into this podcast studio, this hypothetical podcast studio, expecting one conversation. And just like Peyton Manning at the line of scrimmage, the man calls an audible. And good thing I'm ready to pivot. I got the full playbook. You know what I mean? You could put me in the lineup. I know all the different responsibilities of any player on the field, so I can handle this. He's got the autonomy at the line of scrimmage to be able to to handle (laughs) any kind of call necessary. That's the nice thing about Joe is he's one of those prospects um, that that is going to give you the full ability to have the full menu of plays at your disposal, which is what we're doing here today. I really just wanted to trigger Chris about Lincoln Riley and all that type of stuff, but he said, no, no, we're doing a mock draft. We're doing a mock draft. There'll be plenty of time for you and I to disagree about Lincoln Riley later in the week, okay? Well, we'll have plenty of time for that conversation. Okay. All right. So it's a mock draft, and I'll – Get out of the way so we can who's who's going first so and this is this is the danger of doing this once a month like we do i don't remember how we did this in october i well, think the, the order is also different so bro it, this is so weird the jets pick back to back the giants pick back to back it's weird back to back it's very weird it's very weird uh but if i remember correctly i think kyle you went first and you had odds I believe Joe had the well, evens. Going first would involve having the odds, yes. So I think we flip that, and I think Joe goes first. All right, sounds good. Joe's going to do the same exact thing he did on his mock draft today yeah. at draftnetwork.com with the number right. one overall pick. And You're going to have to find the opportunity to spoil all that, Kyle. You're going to have to throw it for a wrench, or else I'm just going to hold serve, you know? Well, no, I think Chris was just saying you were going to start first. Right, so – the, ta- the challenge is going to be on you to deviate oh, you, me from my Joe, mock draft. What Joe is admitting is that he is just going to just have his mock draft up on another screen, and if the player that he picked for one of the odd teams is Got there, it. he's just going to Got make it. that pick. Got it. Well, well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. 
the 2022 November 21 draft dudes mock draft is now open and the Detroit Lions, the Motor City, is on the clock with the number one overall pick. Would anybody like to make a phone call? Kyle's out of control already. You First you told me that sure. my script yeah. is going to have to deviate away. I'm ready. Right? Phone lines are open, baby. What do you have for us? I don't have anything. Oh, so go well, ahead good. and make your pick, jackass. Every time you say <laughs> Detroit, you guys you guys know the the Pistons. Detroit basketball. Is that no? a thing that they do? Yes, it is a thing that they do. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank. I was just glad I got to break out the uh, the what's his name uh, Carolina Panthers fight song last night for my celebratory video that you never responded to, Joe. There's a weird way to incorporate that in there. Carolina Um, Panthers. (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, Detroit Lions are picking Aiden Hutchinson, a Michigan Michigan native, has been an impact playmaker all year after returning from the injury, probably the most dominant defensive player in college football this year, and it just seems like every week – he continues to show up. A big reason why Michigan knocked off Ohio State. He is the pick. We did not, we're not forcing a quarterback. We're not going to do that. We're going to get us a blue chip talent at a premium position. Well, and you also have the luxury as Detroit of knowing that you're going to be picking again at like 26 and 25 picks. So a uh, BPA perspective. And, and I think there is an interesting conversation to be had, not today because we are on the clock and the Houston Texans are on the clock with the number two pick here. Um, but about, I don't want to say the, the politics, but maybe the marketing is the right way to phrase it of drafting Aiden Hutchinson with Detroit. Uh, and he's been delightful. He's, he's been just an absolute treat to watch really explode this season. Um, he said one of the big reasons he came back to Michigan was to beat Ohio State and mission accomplished. So very good. So uh, the Houston Texans on the clock at number two, courtesy of their loss to the New York football Jets yesterday. And uh, they are going to get a player that has been typically going number one overall in these mock drafts until this point in time, or at least the past couple of weeks, because I know Keith Sanchez did the same thing with his pick. Uh, in his mock last week is he put Aiden Hutchinson at number one. Uh, we are going to draft Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, the defensive end from the Oregon Ducks. Uh, he has not had the statistical boom that Aiden Hutchinson has had. He is a higher ceiling player, in my opinion, with his raw athletic tools. Uh, he does have bright flashes of dominance, and he's shown uh, he, that he is expanding his pass rush palette, which was the big concern and question that we had coming into this season. Getting him at number two uh, for a guy who has been the consensus number one overall player uh, in mock drafts to this point in time is a nice little consolation prize for Houston uh, to be coming home with. So they're going to take Thibodeau here at number two. I'm going to throw my own wrench in my own plans there here. I'm going to deviate right here from what I did in my mock draft with the Jacksonville Jaguars at pick number three. We're going to get them a left tackle. I know that they picked um, Walker Little fairly early last year, Cam Robinson, an expiring contract. But, you know, I'm not that high on Walker Little, Kyle, and I'm calling the shots here. We're going with Evan Neal, the left tackle from Alabama. Kind of fits right like what you think Jacksonville wants to do. Um, Big-time recruit, big-time program. And, uh, you know, they got to be real serious about 
maximizing Trevor Lawrence's ability mm-hmm. to produce in this offense. And let's not forget that Travis Etienne is going to be part of this this offense next year. And you want to be able to maximize what you have in in him and that dynamic skill set that he brings to the table. And so I think going back to the offensive line and getting the left tackle here makes a lot of sense. So I am obliged to ask, because I know you're quite high on Ikem Ikwanu. Yeah. Uh, was there any consideration into not Evan Neal being your offensive line choice here at number three? Um, yes, there was some consideration to that, but because it was Jacksonville and kind of like pegging them for a team that I think would go with the uh, bigger name from the bigger program with the higher recruiting pedigree, that mm-hmm. that forced me into Neil. But other teams, I probably I, I might have considered Equano. Okay, well, um, we're not gonna have to wait too long. Uh, New York Jets are on the clock at number four. They obviously have Mackay Becton. They signed Morgan Moses, uh, but they're going to be adding another offensive lineman. Ikem Ikwanu, offensive tackle. NC State is going to be the pick here for the Jets at number four. Take everything that Joe said, talking about, well, this is you know, maximizing your investment in a quarterback from the 2021 draft class and uh, you know, seeing parallels between uh, Ikwanu and what they have in Mekhi Becton, and we'll figure out who's going to play which tackle spot, but having two good tackles um, – is priority number one a regardless and then along with elijah vera tucker uh you get some really strong investments in the offensive line and uh ikwanu is somebody that joe has been championing for for the past couple of weeks and uh, had an opportunity not to do enough to to grade him myself but i've seen enough uh and did try to peruse him a bit this weekend and the power dynamic is real and that that really seems to fit uh with what well, they, they got him a Kai Becton and, and Elijah Barrett Tucker. And I think that athleticism that does exist there. Uh, let's go, let's go ahead and do that. So Iquanu at number four to the New York jets. Number five, the jets are back on the clock and we're going to pick Kyle Hamilton safety from Notre Dame. Not going with a corner here. We're going to uh, go with Kyle Hamilton. I think that, Robert Sala can take advantage of a skill set like this, put him in multiple spots on the field, give them a matchup neutralizer. You know, you think about some of the offenses that exist in the AFC East. I think a player like Kyle Hamilton would be very, very helpful in all the different ways that you can deploy him and use him to affect your scheme in terms of spacing and coverage and, you know, getting him down near the line of scrimmage and improving your box counts. But, also just having this really unique chess piece. And so they can take advantage of some of the depth of this cornerback class later. And I feel like the guy that can really impact that defense here in the biggest way is Kyle Hamilton. So Giants are on the clock at six, uh, but we have two edges, two tackles. We are not going to have two safeties coming off the board Uh, and continuing (laughs) the pattern, unfortunately. Uh, the Giants are a weird team, though, uh, and I, I look at um, the, the players that are available to them, and I think that the report came out uh, this weekend that Dave Gettleman is not expected to be back with the team, and the question is rather uh, how big the changes are going to be. And Did, did either of you two see the stat sheet uh, for Giants-Eagles yesterday by chance? 
I, I, well, I watched a lot of that game. It was not very good. How how many turnovers did Daniel Jones have versus how many touchdowns did Daniel Jones have? And I believe the final score was 13-7, to 7, so I can imagine it wasn't too many touchdowns. It was 13-7. Uh, to 7. He threw one touchdown in the football game. Uh, how many? Two turnovers, I believe. So the stat that I had seen at the beginning of last week was that Daniel Jones – had 49 had accounted for 49 touchdowns and 49 turnovers during his time as the starting quarterback for the New York Giants, which would mean turnovers have now surpassed touchdowns. If if that is accurate, he did not have any turnovers. I must have been watching another game. Oh, Chris, silly Chris, you must Sorry. have been thinking about the other quarterback in the Big Apple with a couple. Oh of no, I was or, or thinking the other quarterback in that game that turned the ball over a lot. It just mixed gotcha, it mixed gotcha, it up. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Well. Um, the point stance is that you're at nearly a one-to-one turnover to touchdown ratio. And I do see a couple of divisional rivals behind me that are hungry uh, for quarterbacks with Washington at eight, Philadelphia potentially at nine and 10. And then you also have Carolina at 11 and uh, Atlanta and New Orleans at 12 and 13 is potential quarterback spot. So if I'm the Giants, I'm getting a new GM. I'd imagine that new GM is going to want to be able to have his choice of quarterbacks. And I do think at this point in time, predictively, uh, Matt Corral is going to be my choice to be QB1 based on the success that he's had at Ole Miss. Obviously, he plays in Lane Kiffin's offense, but there's a level of creativity to his game, and he is a bit of a dual threat. And I think his his arm talent's not going to blow you away. Uh, but I think he's really got that poise and demeanor that can step into uh, New York and give him as good of a chance of any of the quarterbacks in this year's class uh, to take that in stride and find success. So Matt Corral is the pick at six. You know, Kyle, I would say that picking a quarterback there isn't a dull choice. And just like that, you should say goodbye to dull gifts. Light box, lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink, and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so that they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle, so visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com, and you should check them out. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment just like there's never a dull moment here on the podcast as the Giants are back on the clock and Kyle went quarterback which was a little bit of a surprise maybe a mild surprise and that leaves me with their second pick and I think what I have to do here I'll drink to that and let's go well I think what I wanted to do here was pick an offensive lineman I'm not sure I love the value of an offensive lineman here for the Giants but I do love the value on the defensive line and I think George Karloftis would be a great addition to this defense edge rusher out of Purdue, a guy that can really reduce rush angles and provide that long armed, heavy handed presence 
off the edge to complement what they have now in Aziz Ojolari and really solidify this defense up front. So we're going with George Karloff this year for the second Giants first round pick. Which puts me in quite the bind. Um, not that Karlaftis was going to make my decision for me either way, but this is uh, not an ideal draw. In my opinion, the Washington football team who's on eight, I think the simplest thing to do is probably the smart thing to do, and that's to take the best-rated prospect available. And as we are looking at the best available players remaining on the board, I'm looking at one Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU. He's on the board here at eight. Uh, We in this draft kind of spurned uh, positional value on a couple of instances, particularly with Kyle Hamilton, uh, the the safety going to to New York, and obviously Jets fans and we're probably all about, hey, this system, don't take corners early, right? And then Washington will gladly take uh, Derek Stingley Jr. to pair with William Jackson amid uh, some of the other talent that they have there in that secondary. And we're going to take best player available. We're not looking back. I'm not feeling sorry about it. Uh, The Eagles are probably heartbroken by it. And I I could not care less. This is uh, BPA here for Washington. All right. So I've got the Philadelphia Eagles up here at number nine. And I'll tell you what, they are definitely crushed by George Karloftis not being on the board that's okay. Give him a really good football player instead. Cornerback Andrew Booth from yeah, Clemson. I knew it. Yeah, yeah, I can't resist this one. Um, Booth would be a major asset to that secondary. The Eagles this year are giving up a passer rating to opposing quarterbacks of 99, right? So tell me this team doesn't need help in the secondary. Andrew Booth has all the makings of a number one cornerback in the NFL and you know he's got ball skill size athleticism he's physical he's super competitive I think he can be a shutdown guy at the next level and, and Kyle you know where Andrew Booth played his college football uh, at Clemson yeah what what what, uh, what conference Clemson the ACC yeah you know Kyle I've been to the ACC championship game like for a million years in a row not this year oh, not this I year what you did here not this year. I'm going to the SEC championship game because what can be better than guys being dudes on the road? The Draft Network and Bud Light Seltzer are bringing the party to the SEC championship game in Atlanta, Georgia on December 4th. That's this Saturday, and we want to see you there. The Draft Dudes, the TDN team, we'll all be hanging out, playing games, giving away swag, and enjoying Bud Light Seltzers right across the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the CSX lot ahead of the 2021 SEC title game. Come on out and join us for an afternoon of fun and football with the Draft Network and Bud Light Seltzer in Atlanta. All right, so can I ask you a question, an honest question? Yeah, of course. If you were me right now, what 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 would your pick be? <laughs> well, I, I, whenever I think about the Eagles, I, I think about the need to add to that defensive end room where I know they retained Josh Sweat, but Derek Barnett's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Ryan Kerrigan, Brandon Graham, those are older players. You know they like edge rushers. So if there's an edge you like here, that's something to consider. I know that David Ajabu is on the board. They should take a linebacker, but won't. <laughs> right? So you can you can get all the Eagles fans to yell at you um, by doing that. 
by going with Devin Lloyd, which would be a great pick. I wouldn't be done adding to the weaponry here for this offense. You, you've kind of made my decision for me because I was considering Liao, and you didn't mention Liao. You feel like he can play defensive end, or is that kind of a redundant? I'll like, tell I think you about what the success that they had, and I know it's a, a little bit of a different system, but like guys like Vinnie Curry having success in Philadelphia. Well, here's what I would say about that. Um, with this Eagles team, and I think about a guy like Danico Autry, and I if and I know that he played for the Colts, but it, you know you think about some of the the parallels between those two teams. You could apply a lot of the the things that you like about a guy like Danico Autry and apply them to Demarvin Leal, Leal and you know kind of get a, a similar type situation. Yeah, um, uh, David Ajabo is going to be the pick. All right, David Ajabo and his his speed, twitch, yeah. size, length, it's all it's all there. And this is perfect when you think about what they they just gave Josh Sweat a contract extension, right? I think Ajabo um, is like the A grade top shelf version of that type of player with his build. So. Let's do it. Ajabo at 10. Well, well, well. Joe Marino mock drafting for the Carolina Panthers at number 11 overall. Hold on real quick. Just push that button. Here it is. The Carolina Panthers have had a different primary oh, starting Lord. left tackle every season since 2013 when John Jordan Gross retired, and they haven't picked an offensive lineman in the first round since Jeff Ota in 2008. We're going to pick an offensive lineman. We're going to give him Charles Cross from Mississippi State because they need a friggin' left there tackle and have had the need for a left tackle for too long. And we're going to solve it right now with a fleet-footed pass protector from the SEC. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at 12. And the Falcons are glad to have seen the Eagles pass on DeMarvin Leal because that's yeah. going to be the pick here Good for pick. Atlanta. You know, they, they just need help on the defensive front in general. Their decision to take Kyle Pitts over quarterback last year indicates they seem to think Matt Ryan has some life left in his legs, and therefore we're going to continue to buy into that. This is kind of a BPA-type selection at 12, but he's got inside-outside versatility. You think about pairing him with Grady Jarrett. Um, I, I like this fit a lot yep. for Atlanta. So Great pick. Uh, that's, that's a home run selection for me. Great friggin' pick there. That might be my favorite pick of the first round so far. New Orleans Saints here at number 13. Kyle, even if Michael Thomas was healthy, I'd be telling you this team needs more at wide receiver. We have our chance to pick our choice of receivers from this draft. I'll make you real happy. We'll go Chris Olave from Ohio State. He gives them the route running, the separation ability, the great hands, a guy that can really work inside and outside and attack all levels of the field. We finally get another worthwhile wide receiver for this Saints passing game. Uh, so Philadelphia Eagles for the third time in the top 15 picks <laughs> are on the clock. This is uh, unbelievable. I want to take uh, Devin Lloyd, but I'm not going to. I do want to stay true to the process. So they took Andrew Booth and David Ojabo. Uh, I think about what this team needs, and obviously they got some young skill players at their disposal on offense. and the defensive side of the ball. I specifically look in-state in the defensive backfield. Jaquan Brisker, safety, Penn State. The comp I came away with, I just did his eval today, and we're doing the presentation on a staff meeting today, uh, and he's one of the players that I'm presenting. There's a lot of Malcolm Jenkins in his game. And, you know, Malcolm obviously had a, a very successful stretch 
with Philadelphia. Uh, he was 2019 or 2009, excuse me, first round pick. I believe he was the 14th overall pick by the New Orleans Saints, and and he's going to be the same spot here, number 14, Jaquan Brisker, safety, Penn State, uh, to really help juice up this Eagles defense and give them a lot of young talent out of this year's class. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers here at number 15. Let's operate under the assumption that they've done something significant to get a new quarterback, right? So we'll kind of put that need to the side for now and let's go back to this offensive line they started rebuilding it really in recent years they found a couple of you know potential answers in Kendrick Green and Dan Moore let's get him another answer for this offensive line in Kenyon Green from Texas A&M he could play guard he could play tackle he will help them get their best five on the field and make sure that this offensive line is stabilized up front. And Kyle, as you make this last pick, it's only fair to tell the people that you have been battling a feline on your lap this entire podcast, trying to make these yep. picks, man. Nobody else could see it, but Chris and I wanted to make sure the people were aware. You know, I'm just trying to do my one eleven <laughs> to help execute here and, and get us to a win and a successful showing on the podcast. So the Denver Broncos at pick 16. And I think I have to take a quarterback, right? Uh, we got Teddy two gloves and, and through <laughs> lock out there in Denver and his team showing some life. Uh, they, they had an impressive 15 point win at home against the chargers, uh, yesterday. Uh, but I still think there's, there's levels to this offense that can be unlocked with some more dynamic quarterback play. And I, I look at Desmond Ritter and I think from a height, weight, speed, size, arm strength, athleticism, stature, there's enough boxes checked here where I think Ritter's somebody uh, who's going to make the most of the, the all-star circuit, and I think he is going to be a name that is well-regarded. Uh, and, and mocking him at 16 to Denver is going to be my choice, which is going to bring us to a close on the first half mock. So two quarterbacks. Uh, we had Matt Corral uh, going at number six to the Giants and then Desmond Ritter at 16 to the Broncos. Any parting thoughts? Um, fun. I, you know, it it unfolded a little differently than I thought it would, which makes it fun, right? That's We're just presenting scenarios at this point. So right. I like nothing, it. Nothing right here is – Yeah, you don't have to be heartbroken or anything. Yeah. You know, it's not that yeah, big of a deal. It's just this, what happened. What if? You know, right. this is a what if. But what if he came back tomorrow and saw the rest of it? I guess mm. you could do that. So why don't you go ahead and hit subscribe on the podcast and find out. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino and Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for checking out the Draft Dudes podcast. You make it a good one. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.